Hello, everyone. Welcome to Changeling the Podcast. Uh, I'm your host, uh, Joshua, and with us is Puka. Hello. Hello. So this is our first episode. We're both new to podcasting, so be nice. And we're uh, here to talk about our new podcast. So we're making a yeah, like the name suggests, it's a podcast about Changeling the Dreaming, a role-playing game originally produced by White Wolf. Now, now, um... Now not produced by anybody, really. Yeah, that's true. Hopefully, eventually. <laughs> so... Hitherto produced by Onyx Path Publications. Yes. And, uh... Yeah, we won't get to the copyright confusion there. Um... So yeah, we're in uh, this podcast has been inspired by other podcasts such as Werewolf the Podcast and Mage the Podcast. You can tell by our very original name here. Uh, we're gonna do uh, we want to do things such as deep dives into all the Changeling the Dreaming books um, and other associated media potentially. The exact details we'll figure out later, uh, but roughly in a chronological order. Whatever that means, it gets confusing with Changeling publication. Yeah, so Puka, why don't you introduce yourself? Gosh, I feel a bit on the spot. Um, <laughs> well, all right. So, yes, hi, I'm Puka. Um, as we discussed before recording a bit, uh, just giving some background into my involvement with role playing games in general and Changeling and the World of Darkness in particular. Um, I mean, I've been role-playing since I was quite small, since the single-digit years, uh, doing Dungeons & Dragons with my siblings and uh, my my dad for a bit. Um, and then World of Darkness, I guess I was in... I guess it was seventh grade when um, my one sibling went off to college and left their Vampire the Masquerade books behind. Uh, so another sibling and I got very into Vampire, and then we discovered there was this whole World of Darkness thing. So... Um, at the time, it was early days of the internet, and uh, we used to hang out on lots of the homebrew sites, like there was Patman, there was BJ Zanzibar, there was the Anders Mage page, all of that sort of stuff was in the air. Um, I think we also set up our own, like we had a GeoCities page. I think everybody had a GeoCities page in those days. But anyway, Changeling in particular, I actually blame um, Pete Woodworth, the Changeling author, because... Uh, he worked at the uh, bookstore in my local mall with the sibling that I played vampire with. Um, and this was right when the Shining Host LARP book came out. So the bookstore was rightly very proud and had a little, you know, plaque on the shelf that said, our employee Peter produced this book. Um, and so I think the one time I've ever actually met him and talked with him, it was to hear about Changeling from him. Uh, and so after that, I got a copy of the second edition core book and the rest is history. So yeah. How about yourself? Uh, it actually starts out a little bit similar. Also in the single digits. Uh, wasn't with my family though. It was my best friend's brother, best friend's brother played D and D. Yeah. The, so we heard rumors of D and D and we started recreating it when I was around eight. And <laughs> then we, Eventually got into playing riffs and 
I, around that point, I, like in my middle school years, I had read Vampire and some edition of Mage, but like this was like, this is a weird game. <laughs> and then at some point in high school, like I'd been gaming more and more, but like off and on different groups and stuff, but nothing. Uh, and, and then I, a friend of mine was dragging me out to what I thought was going to be an alternative, alternative tabletop session, but was actually a Changeling LARP. And then I fell in love with that. That was back in Toronto and got into that and met a lot of people that way. And then I moved to Ottawa and then I ended up setting up my own Changeling LARPs and things like that. And uh, so I got into Changeling very much through LARP. Um, then eventually got more into tabletop as well because LARP's a lot of work. And uh, here we are today. <laughs> it's funny that, I mean, because I know we've talked about how you had such a you know, fulfilling LARP experience uh, as part of your introduction into the game. And it's funny that Shining Host was like the first Changeling book that I ever encountered in the wild. And I have never Changeling LARPed in my life. So yeah, strange how that works out. Yeah, I'm not sure I'd use Shining Host today, <laughs> but that's something we can talk about when we review the book. Yeah. Um, but maybe I might, I don't know. Everyone would think from your name that you're uh, talking about favorite kiths. Uh, mine's knockers not necessarily because that's all i want to play or anything like that but because i find my personality has possibly too much in common with knockers so i kind of relate to them on a sympathetic level um how about you puka what would you say all right well so here's the thing um a lot of people have asked me about the origin of the name puka and I mean, it's it's become a habit of mine to kind of give a different explanation every time somebody asks me, because um, I feel that that's in keeping with the spirit of Pukanas. But I think it suffices to say that I was I was given that name. Um, people say, "Oh, it's it's your nickname." I'm saying, "No, no, no, no. It it is a name that I was given, and it was a very significant uh, you know thing." When I was bestowed the name Puka, but it was never. I mean, I've I've played a Puka once or twice um my primary like outlets for playing changeling there was a bit in high school but then um most of my games were forum games back in the days of the old white wolf forums and then shadow and essence following that and honestly like most of those i was playing i i'm slightly ashamed to say i usually played a she mm. <laughs> so occasionally uh something else occasionally a satyr or an issue or a puka but i find it difficult to say it's my favorite kith i don't know i think a lot of them have something to offer and and points that i connect with so you know i certainly yeah i certainly feel that way too. like i definitely it's not like i i mean my first character was a knocker mm -hmm. in that larp back then but i don't tend to play in them much anymore if i am playing changeling like i think the next character i'd want to play would probably be uh autumn she mm -hmm. because that is interesting i don't know i keep wanting to you know that is interesting potential ideas, especially if you turned a little bit on the she concept on its head. I'm sort of semi playing one of those off and on right now on a Discord game. It's enjoyable. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I really like their frailty. That's mm -hmm. the... <laughs> well, he's a, a pub tender as well uh, from House Darren, so he has to be very careful mm -hmm. about how how chummy he gets with the uh, the mortal patrons. Oh, okay. Yeah, I did play a Puka once. But it was an NPC, and it, he was a shadow court Ooh. character in a LARP that 
shot someone in the back of the head. It's like a staged scene kind of thing for the LARP session. So, Well, I'm sure it was for a good reason. Yeah, I think uh, the person betrayed the Shadow Court or something like that. But like unacceptable yeah in a full session where most of the characters were not shadow player characters are not members of the shadow court that was fun um so if i can ask yeah sure i mean i you know i started with vampire got through mage and dabbled in werewolf before coming to changeling Mm -hmm. and i know that i'm going to turn this into a question what is it about changeling specifically that draws you that maybe the other games don't have or if Changeling, if you consider it your favorite of the games, what about it really, you know, speaks to you? I'd say there's more than one thing, which is probably why it's drawing me in. Um, I mean, I've always liked fairy stories and things about fairies. And so I remember reading the some edition of early edition, the first or second edition vampire core book before I inherited it. It's like, oh, there's Acadia, the fairy homelands on the moon, and you can get there with astral projection. That sounds cool. Um, So yeah, I like a lot of stuff with fairies and other games and role-playing and stuff. Uh, But what I think speaks to me even more about Changeling would be the banality and glamour and Mm. phrasing that in terms of my own life and thinking about things. Um, I was more hardcore into that. Now I'm trying to take a step back and view that as like one perspective, but Mm-hmm. yeah i'd say that's the big one too but there's there's a lot of things i like about the game on top of those but how about you what what draws you into changeling i mean definitely both of those um i think it was also formative for me because at the time so so i identify as a queer person and at the time i was really kind of coming to grips with that and because so much of changeling is centered on this idea of the inner self versus the outer self and navigating one through the other, you know, um, Mm -hmm. finding balance between the person who you truly believe yourself to be and then what everyone else expects you to be. You know, it's very easy to read that as kind of a metaphor for being (laughs) being a queer teen in a Catholic school, for example. See, that's funny. Like I'm queer as well. Um, But I had never, until I encountered someone else talking about, I think it might've been walking away from Arcadia. Uh, shout out mm-hmm. to that other great podcast. Shout out. Was Might've been the first time I heard of that as a <laughs> for Changeling. And I was already well, was, yeah. been playing Changeling a very long time. Because I always saw it, for me personally, what spoke to me on that was more of like a neurodiversity angle and having to mask mm-hmm. for society yeah, yeah. and things like that. Which are not unrelated concepts in terms of interacting with society. But. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. It's a, uh, what other are there other World of Darkness games you still enjoy? Oh sure. I mean, like Mage. Mage is a very, very close second to Changeling uh, mm-hmm. in terms of my long term affection. I always enjoyed, like, Mage always felt like a philosophy class in a good way because I took mm-hmm. philosophy in college and I hated it. So, <laughs> um, but I really enjoyed the sort of discussing the nature of reality and then. Having a game that kind of explores that is wonderful. Vampire, I mean, Vampire was the first one that I played. It's the one I've played longest, so it's always going to have a spot in my heart. I wish I liked Werewolf more. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't dislike it, but I think I just have not had good Werewolf experiences. I'm Um, a big Farrah fan when it comes to Werewolf. Yes, yeah, yeah. 
Well, the two the two characters that I've played in Werewolf, one was a Bonar and one was a Bastet. So, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, beyond that, though, I mean, I've never I've never played Wraith. Um, to my chagrin, I've never played Mummy, but I'd really like to. Mm-hmm. I will never forgive Demon for supplanting Changeling in the uh, roster of World of Darkness. I know that's debatable and a contentious topic, but you know, I still feel I still feel a bit of bitterness. But we can talk about that another time. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. For me, I mean. I'm very similar thoughts about mage. I even tried to do it for uh, my high school philosophy class on mage and my teacher kiboshed it. So I did uh, Zen and the art of motorcycle maintenance instead. Oh no. I was a teenager. That's the right time to read. Sure. Sure. (laughs) And then to put it down and Uh, never read it again. My father gave it to me and I was like, he thought he'd like, is like a way to try to connect with me to get him to read it. But I think he just wanted to go on a, like a road trip with me. Okay. But that's an interesting book for that. But werewolf. So vampire, I'm kind of not, I mean, I played vampire. I would play it again, but I'm not big on it. It's probably my least appealing of the world of darkness games for me. Um, I like to think about what it's like to embody a character. And I, don't like thinking about embodying a vampire, if that makes sense. The way they're portrayed in Vampire the Masquerade. Of course. Yeah. Uh, werewolf, yeah, there's the... I have political issues with it. Some of the stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, not saying no one else can play it, just... Personally, it feels would feel weird. I've never, and I think I played in a LARP session, that's it. Like one session of Werewolf like that. Uh, Wraith is one of those, like so many World of Darkness gamers, I would like to play it. Um, (laughs) or it it seems like a very good game I've just never had the opportunity Um, Demon I actually had a good game of that I played in a game of that and I was into it then things sort of went sideways but it wasn't really the game's fault there Mummy and Hunter also uh... oh right Hunter yeah not, not even not even inclined to play Hunter I think they can make useful changeling antagonists and maybe we'll yes. NPCs yeah. of various sorts. And we can talk about that on another episode that I can get behind. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, changeling sort of got me into is what got sort of got me into exalted <laughs> via the, the fair folk in there, which they've now kind of gone away from in third editions. And that's another <laughs> thing, but that's a bit of a digression from changeling there at that point. Yeah, all of the World of Darkness games are kind of cans of worms lined up next to each other, so... Oh, of course. It's not just World of Darkness. Do you have other types, other games outside of the World of Darkness that are, like, big parts of your gaming or worth mentioning? Well, D&D, I mean, long before I played World of Darkness, I played D&D. Um, I remember, I was telling somebody recently, I my grandmother worked at a thrift store uh, when I was a child, and when I would go visit um occasionally she would she would say oh pick out a book and you know i'll buy it for you uh and one time the second edition ad and d player's Mm -hmm. handbook was there for two dollars so that was my book for the day and that was how i fell down the D &D rabbit hole but that was at the same time that i was getting into vampire i was in a long-running D D campaign with friends i'm in a D D game now um so yeah that's always been part of my life i played pen dragon i enjoyed that Shadowrun has always been 
Shadowrun is like not a game that I would play in the long term, probably, but it's fun for like now and again. But I'm willing to to try most games, and I try to be familiar with um, even with games that I haven't played, just because they're part of the conversation, and I think it's good to to know about them. And when people kind of make comparisons and say this game is like this other game crossed with this third game, I, I like to know what they're talking about. So. I try to keep up with them at least. Do you have any others that are nearest and dearest? Yeah. Yeah. Like D and D actually, I have a very different experience from a lot of gamers. Um, like I said, we played uh, rumors of D and D, but it actually, I had already been playing riffs, which is really uh, off brand D and D in some ways. Um, <laughs> and then when I, like I've, I've tried over the years and I think I've come to a conclusion after playing fifth edition, which I think is like, to me is a very well put together edition of D and D that I don't like D and D personally. It's not making a play experience. I want the, my other game that's tied for favorite with changeling would be nobilis. Um, the third edition of that, like my favorite gaming book. Like I like it as a book better than any core book of changeling as a way of putting it. Um, and that's a, that's an even more niche game, more trouble trying to find players for than changeling, mm-hmm. um, other games. I mean, I played a lot of other games, Ottawa area is kind of full of indie story game, whatever you want to call it developers. So I played in a bunch of play tests and games with people like that here. And, uh, some of it's good. Some of it's, you know, it's like, I think of it like trying a restaurant from a, with the type of cuisine you've never heard of before a lot of the time. So you have to go in with an open mind and maybe it's not going to be irregular, but that's fair. Yeah. The sort of elephant in the room actually that we haven't mentioned is the new world of darkness. And yes. That, that whole uh, or chronicles of darkness, chronicles of darkness now. Yes. And the other, <laughs> the other games that are now in the onyx path um, universe. So, I mean, I played Trinity and aberrant and adventure way yeah. back. Um, as well as Exalted, but um, out of the the new slash Chronicles games, Changeling is honestly the only one that I've really been interested in. And See, that's interesting. It's the only one I am not interested in. Yeah, and I know we've discussed this before, and because they're so different, they're the most different from each other, probably of any of the games that yeah. made the transition. If to be any more different, you'd have to be Promethean, which is mummy wraith who knows some other game right well the, i mean promethean well yeah we can we can get into it when we you know what this is this is an idea for an episode down the line yes listeners you heard it here first yes we have a lot of ideas we're spinning off here nothing and nothing we're talking about in this episode means we can't talk about it in a future episode because we'll just expand upon it but huzzah yes so yeah i've i yeah i'm gonna be for instance looking at soon getting a bunch of scion books because my eldest kid wants to tries playing scion because it sounds really appealing to him because he's into mythology and things but it's on my list to read this month so it's yeah it's a book of i've never read any of the scion books so i just heard podcasts and read discord and forum posts and things about it so yeah conceptually it's 100 percent up my alley it's something i'm keen to try mm-hmm. um, i kick-started uh, a project one of the new trinity books um a couple months ago i kick-started at like a higher level than I reasonably can afford, but the trade-off was that I got a giant stack of PDFs for all of these games that I either mm-hmm. haven't played in 
20 years or have never touched. So yeah. I have my reading cut out for me. Yes. You can even argue that Scion and Changeling have things in common, depending on how you interpret Changeling. That's another idea. That's several podcast idea, episode ideas right there. What is Changeling actually? Yeah. But at at the end of the day, I think that it's it's probably fair to say that Changeling is the the pole star by which all of the other games are kind of aligned in well in my universe at least <laughs> it's like mm, yeah you know it's the thing i compare everything to it's the thing that has had the biggest impact on my life as a gamer and um i don't know i don't feel any shame yeah for me personally it also has the most impact on my life as a gamer for sure right on like it's ultimately how i've met a lot like been in a lot of the relationships i've been in and met like it was like my 20s was like it'd be like the most of my people i was close to you could draw a line sometimes with several steps to changeling from (laughs) it but excellent Mm -hmm. whereas i was just kind of dragging people from the school sci-fi club into playing it so ah yeah you know college there were more people actually willing to play it so yeah for me it was i've never really played with i don't know if i've ever oh those i'm not sure if i've actually played changeling with anyone i went to high school with ever and if i was it was after high school but that was sort of the other thing too i ended up actually high school was weird for me because it felt like putting on an autumn side at school it wasn't bad but it felt i mean like like the forgetting or anything it just felt like this was the autumn side of yeah absolutely yeah and that's that's what I mean. It's I mean, the whole notion of suppressing yourself. I mean, that's that to me is such a huge theme in Changeling that mm-hmm. I, I felt I felt seen. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, I never enchanted anyone at high school. That's my takeaway. I think I probably did by accident once or twice, but you know, these things happen. Yeah. Okay. Have we have we given enough of an overview to? call this a successful introduction yeah oh yes oh we also have to say we are looking at aspirationally no more than once a week and ideally most weeks would have an episode but we are making no promises well we could make promises and just not keep them yeah i don't want to be an oathbreaker spoil sport very well (laughs) weekly ideally yes so this is once again changing the podcast i'm josh this is puka and uh we don't have a sign off. For I don't. Phrase. I just I just found a cool bookmark though. I can I can give some uh, information from that as like a, a parting advertisement. Oh sure. So it's welcome to the most beautiful bookshop in the world, Libreria Aqua Alta di Frizzo Luigi, which is in Venice, and it means high water bookstore because in Venice the Aqua Alta is when the water floods, and you would think um, maybe not the best setup for a bookstore. You know, if the water's coming in the door, you're going to have to start moving the books higher and higher up the shelves. But anyway, yeah. it was a very beautiful place. So, um, yeah. It's, it's actually Venice as a changeling metaphor also. <laughs> oh, I like that. Oh, I'm going to write that down. But I like, I mean, I'm I'm sitting in my, ironically, in my closet because it is the most acoustically secure place in my apartment. And I'm finding all of these little random objects uh which I think is a, a kind of glamour in its own way. There's also a bookshelf yeah. here, and I'm looking at all these books, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I haven't read that in quite a while. Um, 
So those little flushes of memory are a, a nice changeling touch. This has like a surprisingly large closet. I mean, I'm making it sound much larger than it is. It's not like Narnia sized or anything. But... Okay. That would be good. It gets, gets yeah. a bit chilly then. All right. So anyway, uh, yeah, we'll uh, think of a sign off later maybe, but in the meantime, uh, take care, Jean fans. Stay glamorous. Stay glamorous, I like.